Hi, this is a message from Life Church Leeds. We hope it encourages and helps you. So good, so good to see you on this Sunday Vision Offering Day and baptisms combined into like one special service. It's great to see you. And uh, it's been a tough week for Leeds on the football side of things. And uh, I know some of you support Leeds. I know some of you don't support Leeds. Um, but I was quite emotional when they lost. So was Abs. Abs was crying. Um, no, she wasn't really. Um, but maybe next year we go again. Why? Because anything is possible. But when it comes to football, you never, ever know. But it's so good to have you here today. And um, if you're wondering what this is about, this is where this is a day, one Sunday a year. In fact, this year, two Sundays. This today and next Sunday we're doing this um, in terms of people's opportunity to give. And, and last year people gave, so we were able to be in this amazing building. We didn't get any, we didn't, get any, we didn't receive any government funding for this. Uh, we're not a business. We're not a money-making business where we have sort of like businesses on the side which can make mass profit. Everything you see and everything you are part of today came from the people who are sat in the seats right now. Came from people's sacrifice and their generosity and their giving. And I think that's fairly spectacular. When you think of most of the businesses that are on this street, from ITV to the Kirkstall Brewery to snooker clubs to Quick Fit to major corporations that are on this road, and we find our little life church right smack bang in the heart of it not funded by some government or funded by some business but funded by the people of God how good is that and you have caught the vision of life church and this is life and that's what that video really is all about just sums up our heart for people and we're going to be giving in a few moments time and uh, we'll tell you when you can do that because I know many of you have come prepared for that but I know some of you also have come to see friends be baptized. And so we don't want anyone feeling sort of awkward today or like, man, I didn't know this. This is a little bit strange kind of feel. Uh, no, be at home. Be relaxed. Be relaxed. Just enjoy yourself. And there's no pressure or uh, expectation on anybody uh, to do anything today. It's just out of those of you that have come prepared and want to give and participate. And maybe you aren't able to do that today. Maybe you didn't know about it because last week you couldn't get here because of the half marathon in Leeds and the whole city was closed and you couldn't get access. And so you missed last week or the week before when it was bank holiday weekend. You're like, wow, it's come around quick. You can also take an opportunity next week to give. But for the last two Sundays, we've been getting ready for today. And um, how many of you have been here the last two Sundays, or either last one or the, la- or the last two, either the last two, put your hand up if you've been here. Good, then you guys know what we've been speaking about. Therefore, don't you, Ty? Yeah, so you, you can re-preach the messages over the last two weeks, can't you? In fact, let's test, let's see, let's see, Ty, you seem to know, you seem to know what we were saying. Week one, okay, week one was a good week. So two weeks ago, that was an amazing message. Um, in 20 seconds, why don't you just tell the church what we spoke about? I can see you stressing out. I can see sweat coming on your head. No, that was last week. Abraham was last week. The week before, Ty. Similar. In fact, it's a test. Who remembers two weeks ago what we spoke about two weeks ago? This is like class now. This is like being at school. Two weeks ago. Anybody remember? I put my heart and soul into that message. Pardon? Newton's law of motion. Come on, in fact, you come, 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 come. Do you know what? 
because you knew, because you guessed that right, after the service, I'm going to get you a free, key, top of, free cup of tea or coffee just for you. Okay? No exp- I'm not going to charge you anything. Okay? And afterwards, if you want a special gift for you, after we, everyone's been baptized, you can make that into a hot tub for you and your friends. <laughs> but you're probably not going to want it, because once you see the hair and everything like that, mm, no. Just joking, baptism people, it's all fine. It's very hygienic. Okay, week one, Newton's law of motion. Yeah, so what gives, like, what comes back gives an opposite reaction. Come on! To every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. reaction. There you go, Ty. That's leadership for you right there. We spoke about... We just use Newton's third law of motion, which is a physics thing, which has nothing to do with faith at all. But we use the analogy of when God has made a difference to your life, that is the action. But the equal and the opposite reaction is what we then do with the difference that he's made in our lives. It's very easy for the action to take place on our life and for God to make a difference and to help us and to strengthen us like we've been singing about today and just go, well, I'll just keep that to myself. I'll just have that to myself. I'm quite happy with that. And I'll just sort of lock the door, close the door. Don't matter. I don't care about my neighbors. Don't really care about the rest of the city. Why? Because me and myself and I, we're fine. But that's not what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible says we need to give as, we, as it has been given unto us. And the Bible says that how we have been blessed, that we can be a blessing to others. Why? For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. That was week one. And our desire really as a church is to make a difference as a church. We spoke about how as a church we could make a statement. We spoke how we could make lots of noise. But most important to us is to make a difference. There's no point in us putting big slogans on the top of this building or getting big speakers out and you know, so everyone can hear the message, the preaching in Leeds. We're not going to do that. But what we do want to do is make a difference in people's lives. From the youngest to the oldest on four corners of this city and district, just make a difference to people's lives practically, maybe socially, maybe educationally, spiritually, and help people understand that there is a God who loves them and has a plan for them. Amen? How many of you were here last week? Ty, were you here last week? You were? Okay, then let's, 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 what was last week all about, just briefly? We spoke about Abraham. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Abraham was a man of faith. We saw that he was extremely faithful in him um, almost going to sacrifice his son, Isaac. So we should give. (laughs) You are inspiring today. I tell you what, I just want to open up my bank account. Anybody else remember last Sunday? Anybody on this side? You guys have got away with it. Lulu? No, 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 no. Anyone else? Remember last Sunday? Last Sunday we spoke about vision that walks. Vision that walks. And how when God gives us a vision that it doesn't just stay somewhere, but it goes somewhere. And as a church, we believe God has given us a vision as a church. Not just to stay status quo, stay where we are, but to move with it. That we want to be a church on the move. We want to move throughout this city. We don't just want to be a 
church based on this road. Sure, this might be where we have our corporate gathering on a Sunday and through midweek stuff, but every single one of you is walking throughout our city and it is a vision that makes a difference to people's lives. And we did speak about Abraham because Abraham was given a great vision. He was given a great promise. We spoke about how every great promise, there's always some problems that will attach themselves to the promise. And those problems can look many different ways and can be very problematic at times. And sometimes when you go through problems, we lose our sense of patience, we lose our perspective, and we can sometimes give up on our perseverance. But the Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good. For at the right time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Because with every promise, there are always problems. But how many of you know God is also the provider? And there was provision which came through Isaac. And I just encourage us as a church today, no matter what, where you are at that stage, that God is the provider. And you might be in your home life right now and you might be struggling to pay bills. You might be struggling to make ends meet. You might be finding financial things difficult in your business or however it may be. Can I encourage you just to trust God? I know sometimes that sounds such a far-flung statement to say, but trust God like Abraham did. The Bible says 25 years he waited from when he was given the promise to when he received his Isaac, his provision. And in that time, a whole lot of stuff happened, but he remained faithful to God. And what I love in the verse in the book of uh, Hebrews, when it's talking about Abraham, it says how Abraham went at the age of 75 when God told him to call him to go, despite the fact that Abraham did not know where he was going. And sometimes in life, what we want is we want detailed plans. We want bullet points. We want to know the map. We want to know the route. We want to know the itinerary of where God has taken us. After uni, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to live there. Then I'm going to get that job. Then I'm going to marry him. Then I'm going to get that dog. Then I'm going to live in this house and everything's going to be fine. Life very rarely works out like that. And sometimes what we can do is we can wait until God says, we just wait until sort of God opens all the doors. But what I love about Abraham, the Bible just says he went not knowing where he was going, trusting God would lead him there, which he did. And as a church, we don't have necessarily a 25-page document on our next 10-year strategy as a church. But what we do know is that God is calling us to go. And so therefore, we will go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That is the commission that we need. And we pray that our great commission would be the purpose that we live our lives by as a church. You see, the Great Commission really is a great compassion. It's what it is. The Great Commission is, is purely a passion, a compassion for people to go and reach every soul. Paul the Apostle says, all I go and do is win souls. That's what I do. And as a church, we believe we are committed to do that. We want a place of belonging for you so that you can become all that God has called you to be so that we can make a difference in our city. Suppose that is the two weeks in a nutshell in five minutes. Well done, all of you. You can give yourself a round of applause for that little short little lesson. But today, I just want to read a few verses to you. I'm only going to be like five or ten minutes this morning. In Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3 is just these few verses I want to read. Verses 1 to 5. It says, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness 
and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses, do not come any closer. God said, take off your sandals or your Yeezys if it was modern day. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. I just want to focus on that last verse. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. And for this this week, as we've been leading up to this week, and as I've been thinking and praying about today and what we're about to embark on as a church, I've had this sense as a church that what we are about to embark on together is not normal. It is not business as usual. It is not run of the mill. It is not Joe Bloggs. (laughs) It is not just standard standard. I sense what we're about to embark on today as a church. I sense the only thing I could think of it is this, that this is holy. That this is holy. That what we're about to engage with is holy. And if you know me at all, you know I'm, I love the jokes and I love the banter and I love the fun and I love the games. And you might think this is, this is sort of not the kind of thing I often speak about or would often talk about in terms of holiness or how this is holy ground. It's sort of a bit left field, into, even though I definitely believe it and I'm in agreement with it. It's not necessarily where I spend most of my teaching or my mindset. Why is that? Probably because I'm quite a down-to-earth Englishman, actually born in Wales. <laughs> A down-to-earth Britishman who sometimes doesn't always look for the kind of the special moments over there, but sometimes just lives in the here and now. Lives in the here and now and the day-to-day of where we are right now. But I have this sense that this is holy. And I know we don't spend heaps of time talking about holiness as a church. Maybe we will do soon. Holiness, when you speak about holiness, it's not always the most popular topic to talk about in church. And if we put an Instagram out and said, hey church, come to church next Sunday, we're going to be speaking about holiness. (laughs) I'm not sure anyone wants to come. A few might, but many probably wouldn't. Why? Because they feel a little bit alienated from it. And thinking that's sort of quite far away from sort of where I live my life. It's sort of like holiness is over there. Like my life's not that holy and my situation's not that holy. And I said something yesterday I shouldn't have said. And I did something I shouldn't have done. And I thought something I don't think I should have thought. So if you're going to be about holiness, then that's for like the holy people over there. That's for like St. George's Church in Leeds. (laughs) They're the holy people. But not us. Like we'll, we'll stay away from that sometimes there's an awareness and sometimes thinking that it's like it can alienate people but the truth is I don't think that is true why because the truth is where God is speaking and where God is moving that is holy ground and I believe God is speaking in this church 
through every one of us and through his presence and through his Holy Spirit. And I believe God is moving in this church like we've sung about, like we've heard about through our praise reports. And this year, as a church, we have grown 45% as a church. We've seen over 100 people make a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. The church is growing. People have accepted Jesus. Why? Because God is moving. That doesn't just happen because we've got a few lights and we've got a smoke machine. Smoke machines don't transform lives. The presence of God transforms lives. Teas and coffees and the building that we have doesn't transform lives. It's the spirit of God that transforms lives within this place. And so we know all of this stuff is just stuff. It is our relationship with God that primarily matters. And where God is speaking and where God is moving, that is holy ground. And Moses is in this point with God. And Moses, if you know the story, watch The Prince of Egypt. (laughs) It's a great film. But Moses was obviously in the king's palace and he was a prince of Egypt and ends up getting into trouble by killing, murdering an Egyptian who has been treating an Israelite unfairly and so escapes to Midian because he knows he's going to be subject because of what he's done and spends a whole lot of time out there, 40 years in fact, before God speaks to him through a bush and basically says, go back to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. I'm about to use you to bring freedom. And in this moment, Moses is there with God and is this, I mean, if you talk about, I don't know, the most five significant moments of ever, you, you might argue, is this one of those top five? Surely the birth of Jesus is in there and surely the death of Jesus is in there. So we've got three other moments up for grabs. I don't know what it is. Liverpool winning the Champions League in Istanbul 2005. I don't know. I don't think that makes it into the top five. But I think this moment could. This moment where God is speaking to Moses and saying, hey, this is holy ground. Clearly the ground that Moses was standing on was just the land of Midian. He'd been there lots of times. He'd been living there for years. There was nothing supernatural about the ground. And I want to clarify that to you today and say there's nothing supernatural about this carpet. Okay, it's from Christian's Carpets near the train station. His name was Christian, so maybe, you know. (laughs) There's nothing supernatural about this paint, this building, okay? We could move from here next door next week, and there'll be no difference. So don't get sort of become legalistic or religious about, there's something special about this. No, there's not. Because what makes this place special is you. And what makes this place special is me and you in relationship with God. And so we could take this anywhere around our city and it could become holy ground. And so as Moses is having this conversation with God, there's nothing special about that ground because it contains some unique substance, minerals or gems. No, the ground was holy because God was present. And God was so present in that moment That he says to Moses, you need to take off your sandals. Why did he need to do that? Because with his sandals would have been his dirt and with the sandals would have been carrying the the mess of the desert and take them off. Why? Because your feet are a symbol of purity. And so stand in a place of purity. Why? Because this place is holy. And what I'm about to speak to you about is a holy conversation. 
What I'm about to speak to you now about goes beyond banter, goes beyond, hey, how you doing, goes beyond a suggestion. I'm about to give you a command. I'm about to give you your life's mission, which will be remembered for eternity and will actually cause the people of God to get them where I want them. And in that moment, Moses takes off his sandals. Why? Because God was present. It was his presence which made the ground holy. Holy means to be set apart. It means to be sacred. And whenever you and God engage in passionate purpose, it is always holy. And Moses is about to embark on a nation's freedom. And I think, I believe, this is a special time for us as a church today and a holy moment for us as a church because I think we are about to embark on a city's freedom, which is why this matters. It's why every pound that is given today matters. And the spirit matters. The spirit of how we give today really matters. You see, God isn't counting the amount of what you give today, but I do believe God counts the spirit. How do I know that? Because in the New Testament, when Jesus is sat by the temple, it says that he is watching people give into the temple and some billionaires come and drop some big checks into the bucket and they want to let everyone know, hello, just to let you know, big money entering the bucket. And then followed by a little widow's mite, the Bible says, who she comes along and just secretly, without any form of fanfare, puts it in and goes. And Jesus, let me tell you something, that this lady has given more than these because Jesus wasn't counting the amount, he was counting the spirit. And what I mean by that is today we could give an extortionate amount, but you could give it with a grudging spirit. Or you could give it knowing you could give a lot more, but you go, it will do. Or some of you are given the best you can do, which might not necessarily be a huge amount in terms of the world's eyes, but you are giving it saying, God, I'm giving everything to you. This really matters. And in the book of Acts, a couple of people get sort of taken out (laughs) because of the spirit in how they give. Because this is holy ground. This is a holy moment. I think God would prefer one pound and 500 willing hearts than one million pounds and no willing hearts. See, God is after the heart of Moses and he's after the heart of us. This is about the spirit. And I believe God is here and I believe this is a holy ground moment. Why? Because this is sacred. I believe this is sacrificial. Some of you have done your, you, you, given your hard-earned money to this. Some of you have worked and saved. Some of you have gone without. Some of you are going to cancel some plans that you're going to do in your house. Some of you are going to not buy those things you were going to buy. Some of you have made a decision. Okay, we're going to sell some things. Some of you earned and worked hard to give sacrificially today. I know I have. I know me and Abs have. And I'm sure many of you are in the same boat as well today. This is holy ground moment. Why? Because purpose and passion collide. This is a holy ground moment. Why? Because Jesus is honored. This is a holy ground moment. Why? Because conviction overcomes comfort. How many of you know the conviction of Moses to go and deliver the Israelites overcome the comfort of what was about to come? And the conviction of what God is asking you to do today overcomes the comfort of 
don't really need to. I prefer to remain comfortable. This is a holy ground moment. Why? Because you're all in. Whenever whenever you're all in in God, it's a holy ground moment. And whenever you embark on holy ground moments, whenever there is holy ground, there is also miracles. There will always be miracles in holy ground moments. As Moses leads the Israelites and from the start we see plagues and we see all sorts of stuff that only God can do. Cause Pharaoh get to a point where he goes, go, just get out. So now go. (laughs) Walk out the door. (laughs) Don't turn around now because you're not welcome. He says, get out, Moses. And as he goes, he goes, what have I done? He obviously goes and chases them down the road. And Moses looks back and sees Pharaoh coming on all the horses and chariots and goes, okay, what we do at the sea now, this is bad news. Why? A holy ground moment by the bush created a miracle by the sea. (laughs) You see, this is a holy ground moment now in your bush, which is going to prepare you for your miracles by the sea. And as he's there, the Bible says God opened up the sea and Moses goes through with over a million Israelites and when the last one is through the water comes destroys Pharaoh and all of his soldiers Moses is free then to take the Israelites on another long journey to their promised land miracles take place And we believe today, as you give, that there are miracles attached, not just to the corporate giving of us as a church, but to your individual giving. And as you come and put your envelope or your cash or whatever it might be in the container today, please do it with a sense of holiness and also do it with a sense that there is miracles as a result of this. Why? Because you are attaching passion to purpose. You are honoring Jesus. You are being sacred. It is sacrificial and you are all in and you are saying yes to the conviction that you have. This is a partnership between you and God today. And I want to thank you in advance. Before we give, I want to invite the band just to come and lead us in this short song. And the song is actually called Holy Ground. It's a beautiful song. And I don't want anyone to get up and give in this moment. I'll come back up after this song and then we will start giving. But maybe in this moment, you didn't come prepared to give, but you're like, you know what? I think I'd like to and I want to. There's an envelope called This Is Life. It should be on your seat. You can give through that. And maybe some of you have already come prepared and you're ready and you're ready to go. Then I encourage you to hold your envelope. And as we sing this, as the band leaders in this song, begin to declare the holiness of God and the miraculous nature of God over your giving today. And maybe you're not giving today, but you're giving next week. Hey, it's okay. God sort of can work in both ways. He can still hold your envelope, even if you're not putting it in today, and just as a symbolic act and go, in this moment, in this holy moment, God, as I give next week, God, I pray that you would transform this and do something supernatural with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you.